sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor and bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing kiss stealing You could be anywhere in the world right now. You could be at the White House. You could be at the Blue House. You could be in Canada. But no, you are in the Walker AC Experience. Welcome, everyone, to the Walker AC Experience. But I was an idiot and I cut him off. So let me stand back and go. Kevin, continue. I totally botched this, but please go ahead, as you were saying. <laughs> oh, uh, part two. <laughs> so, you've had some experiences before. You know, walking and chewing gum, paying taxes, visiting your favorite 7-Eleven, and now you're experiencing the Walker AC experience. Okay, so it's my turn to talk now? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay. <laughs> oh welcome back to another episode i know what you're thinking two episodes straight come on the walk racing experience shows up whenever it used to be a weekly show but now we wanted to make it special so i you know i stretch out the show here and there um to make it have a greater impact because like i said so many times it's easier to talk about bad news to look on the news and find out what's going on Something blowing up, something stabbing, something shooting, but it's even more difficult to find just a normal show that talks about the good positive things. So speaking of positive things, the gentleman that did the intro that I totally screwed up, and I feel so bad, uh, one of the hosts of Podomatic Show's Cereal and Beer, welcome Kevin Yu. Thank you, Kevin, for the great introduction, man. How's it going? It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's great to be back on the experience. And, you know, it's, I'm always out for a good time. You know, as a great philosopher once said, um, I'm here for a good time, no long time. Well, my favorite one is uh, who smelt it, dealt it, but I digress. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's give the people what they want by popular demand, some positivity. Yes. So... So today is Tuesday, a.k.a. Taco Tuesday, which is one of the nice things about Tuesdays. Also, it's the special at Popeye's Chicken. So that's pretty good too, right? Of course. I mean, chicken is good. It's kind of racist, Kevin, but I mean, I, I do like chicken too. <laughs> hey, I love fried chicken. And if you don't love it, I got a question for them, you know? <laughs> So, in your opinion, what is your favorite low-cost food? I would have to say, growing up um, poor, we did uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Because you can buy one thing of spaghetti in a humongous pot, and that will last you for a week, regardless of how hard it may get in the refrigerator, um, in the microwave, and just put it back on the stove. That's one of those uh, meals that keeps on giving 
even though you loathe it, you get pretty used to it because when you're broke, that's all you have. I mean, what about yourself? Oh, man. Yeah, it's usually about um, the deals for me. Um, quick plug for slickdeals.net. If you're looking for random things like just a lawnmower or a chainsaw or a gallon of milk for, uh, for a good price, you never know what you're going to find slick deals. And sometimes there's food specials. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, for cheaper food, I just have a, uh, I just really enjoy like maybe like beans and rice with chicken. I, I never really thought of it that way um, because beans and rice is easy and chicken isn't that expensive and but I'm not going to lie to you uh, I'm a horrible cook and so the spaghetti really isn't difficult I boil it till I can't boil it anymore uh, but chicken racist moment here I can fry it so it's not really all that bad uh, when it comes to cooking your food I mean I, I figure you have a, I figure you have a particular way of, of making yours um, yeah, it's just, it's like, uh, you get the, 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 maybe those spice packs and just, you know, it makes, I usually use the, um, hand beans because they're softer and, you know, I use a rice cooker because that's the way you do it. And, you know, some grilled chicken and it's not that hard and it's pretty easy and you can make a good amount. Now, now I have my air fryer, so I use my air fryer for everything and that's, that's the savior of the poor man's I can't cook anything method. I mean, you put an air fryer with some water or like a tablespoon of oil and you just cook it and, and it does everything for you. Greatest invention ever. Now, see, being a father, I'm still a horrible cook, but I can manage something halfway decent other than a bowl of Rice Krispies. But what about the crock pot, man? Who uses a crock pot anymore? Me, that's who. <laughs> what, what, what do you make in your crock pot? I have to know this one. Man, you can make stews, you can make curries, you can make soups. You can get all crazy with, with a good crock pot, man. Okay, what are your top three delicatessens that you make in your crock pot? Number one is a beef stew. Put some root vegetables in it, and to quote um, Arrested Development, you got a stew, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a curry. You know, I have this cookbook that's for crock pots, and basically you need um, coconut milk, uh, mango, and chicken thighs. Just throw it in there, wait like eight hours, and bam, curry. It's delicious. Or if you want to get real fancy, you can do like a quinoa, um, stew with like beans and that was real delicious too it's all about setting it forget it man huh now i have to work on that now what other, now what, what other ones did you have or did i miss did i miss the last two? Oh, the, 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 yeah what do you call it uh a quinoa uh stew just yeah what 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 is that quinoa quinoa is a green from i think south america it's uh, yeah, it's a it's an interesting alternative to other grains such as rice, or or like noodles, and it's you know relatively healthy. It's pretty good. And you can pretty much get that at, at, at like basically any kind of Whole Foods store, or just like or just like your walk, like your local Publix. Yeah, man. Just go to Costco, get yourself like a rotisserie chicken bag of that, couple ingredients, you know. Get yourself berry yogurt while you're at it. Those are fun. 
And see, now you truly put me to shame because I don't know how to cook. So um, <laughs> my my top three things I cook in my air fryer is, you know, um, cuts of chicken breast. And, mm-hmm. and of, course you, of course, you put that in an air fryer along with a cup of rice, spices, and there you go. I mean, that's a meal that you can make repeatedly. Um, also, of course, like you said, you can make stew also. Uh, with the crock pot, you have your, your you know your, your crock pot setting. Make your stew, leave it forever, and you'll be totally fine with that. And the third one, which is the frat boy drunk in the morning, hungover kind of one, is you know like your tater tots or your pizza rolls. Ten minutes and you're perfectly fine. You know, now being uh, older age like we are. I don't think we can snack on uh, tater tots and uh, pizza rolls anymore. It does wonders for our digestive tracts, and uh, we'll be praying to the porcelain goddess after eating such a large abundance of that stuff. No, I can't do that. Well, I mean, how are you going to raise your, uh, your your blood pressure, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Healthy is overrated. You know that, Kev. That's right. That's right. We've got to maintain our uh, status as number one, uh, number one country for obesity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on. Don't you know that big is beautiful and all that fun stuff like that? I mean, why need health? We accept you for being large and unhealthy. It's okay. Oh, good Lord. We're going to get canceled. Oh, let me just stop right now. Okay. I mean, who needs all their toes? <laughs> that's what, you know, that's what uh, like the little push carts and the little uh, scooter mobiles are for in the grocery store. How dare you judge them, Kev? How dare you? Yeah, that's, it's all conspiracy by big shoe companies. You know, hide your two toes. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, like, trust me, trust me. A topic of uh, you know, you know, of U.S. obesity versus other countries. I mean, it stands out like a sore thumb. I mean, granted, you know, always add in the disclaimer of there's nothing wrong, you know, with you know, with having pounds on. There's how you manage it, how you be, you know, how you, how you're healthy about it. I just think that we as we as a country could be a little bit more healthier because other age, other countries like you know like you know Japan or even mm-hmm. even Holland or even you know Alaska, you know they have the whole weight thing under control and that's pretty bizarre living in Alaska. You're freaking cold all the time, but hey, you're still in good shape. Well, it's about the physical labor that you do, and also basically, it's almost like what's available to you. If all if you live in a food desert and all you get is crap around you you're gonna get habituated to that and it's gonna become your normal versus if you have other you know other alternatives where the food's fresher and you have more of variety and you know chances are you being a little healthier is a little easier yeah and, and i agree with you with that to an extent because you know obviously in different different social social situations if all you have around you is you know mac and cheese and rice and pasta products, of course, the weight is going to, be, the weight is going to pack on like crazy. Uh, but if you think about the other side of the argument, if you think of the third, the third world countries, you know, Africa, Ethiopia, stuff like that, all they have around them are grain, you know, rice products and stuff like that. And they're still malnutrition, you know, I mean, it's still, um, uh, I can't think of the word, malnutrition or, you know, or whatever they have, they make the, they make the most of it and they still maintain um, a steady weight you know that's one of the controversies in america mm-hmm. is you know is size and health you know because obviously you equate a thinner size or being in shape with being healthy versus mm-hmm. you know you know, versus being obese 
now it's more widely accepted, even though logically it's still not healthy. And that's, that's one of the main struggles that America is having with that particular argument. Well, it's a myriad of problems. For example, the lack of health education in, in public schools. Um, also, we have to realize that there's industries out there that spend millions and millions of dollars convincing you to eat this, like all the time, just tempting you, tempting you, and trying to like, even like, um, he's also um, equating just thin with healthy, which is not true. I mean, people don't, many people don't know there's just two kinds of fat, and that the, the deadly fat is the one that surrounds your organs, or, um, being able to, you know, differentiate when you're thirsty versus when you're hungry. And so it's, it's not just all up to the individual, it's also up to the society and um, good governance to help people understand and make informed choices rather than just having the illusion of choice. Where it's like, hey, what fries or onion rings? Oh, and, and, and that's a really good point. And also, I mean, we always mention you know, uh, about the whole portion control thing also on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am a remorseless eating machine, so. <laughs> Which is why I try not to go to all-you-can-eat buffets. Because I, I also, because I know the, it's hard to get the mindset of get your money's worth and just stuff yourself. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. You were going to say something. I apologize. Go no, ahead. That's okay. I just also feel that, um, we also have to think about why we're eating. Is it because we're bored or we don't feel good or because of like a social situation? It's like, so, you know, why am I eating hot Cheetos at like one in the morning? Because <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> right. But also sometimes I think, okay, like I'm trying to get into myself eating to feel my body and that feeling good is better than eating a bunch of junk and feeling bad. And that, that is true also. And also it goes back to, pretty much like you said a little bit earlier, you know, it all goes back to, to, to education. Um, because I'm going to be the old man and say back in our day, um, we had PE, physical education, you know, go outside, running, jumping, skipping, dodgeball, stuff like that. And now once, because of that went away, that also has been a detriment you know, for, you know, most kids sitting down, not getting outside, not doing anything of the sort. Also parenting, you know, teaching kids about mm-hmm. portion control, the good foods mm-hmm. versus the bad foods. Like you said, the good fat versus the bad fat, um, mm-hmm. being big and still being healthy and just learning what your body wants and what it needs and versus eating just to eat, eating out of boredom, eating out of frustration, life events, you know, so on and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's so many different things you can point to, um, you know, you know, to childhood obesity or adult obesity. It's just so many different factors, but I think it is the mindset, more or less, because mm-hmm. I've really thought about eating a lot because I used to be huge. I used to be fat. I used to be thin. I used to be fat again, muscular, fat again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you, now I have that proverbial dad bod. And the good thing is, once I wake up and I see my junk, I'm a happy man. But I leave that alone. Uh, but, but I think as you get older and you get more educated and you pass that knowledge down to your children or people you love, you know, you look at food differently. I look at food as fuel. 
because yes. you know I need to have that fuel. I, I need to eat to fuel my body, not because it's there, not because I have the option of stuffing my face and killing a bag of Doritos. You know, I mm-hmm. need to eat certain things to fuel my body. You know, and uh, that's once again, it's just a mindset, and it's, it's about what what you were taught. And uh, so I'll hand that back to you. And I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit. It's not my intention to upset people, you know, who may have struggles with eating or stuff like that. It's just, once again, it's my opinion, my experience, and just generally speaking, just changing your mindset about food and food and portion control. Right. And I, I agree with all of that. And I, and I think that, you know, the whole thing about body acceptance, I think for, it brings more positivity than negativity because we should be comfortable in our own skin no matter what even though there are forces out there that have told us for all our lives that you know you don't look good enough because of xyz and that you don't have to look a certain way to to be worthy of affection and love um and that yeah it's not to excuse unhealthy habits to you know chug like a, a like a 40 ounce, you know, while you're eating a whole bunch of McDonald's. It's about making good choices, but still feeling good and not feeling guilty. And that, you know, understanding that uh, eating disorders are a real thing that really do affect people negatively. And that, um, I think the best we can think we can do is just lead by example and just still show people that we care about them. And that, you know, but at the same time, also trying to encourage healthier lifestyles by leading through example yes and also do you think before i before i get my spin on it do you think that we should have that tough love on top of that you know on top of the encouragement of saying hey instead of this you know why not try this or you know or we show you the particular calorie count to this instead of this you know i mean do you believe that tough love could be an issue because what what is something that we're doing, we're doing not necessarily wrong, but, but we're, yeah, I, I take that back. What are we doing wrong versus what other countries are doing right as far as, you know, calorie intake and stuff of that nature? Well, sometimes, again, I think it's bigger than the individual. When you have, um, for example, it's what's weird is so much food in America has sugar in it. Bread has sugar in it. Ketchup has sugar in it. It's just packed in, packed in, and that also with, you know, American-style cuisine compared to other ones, it's so much more, I guess, the flavor profile is so much more heavy. It's like hitting you over the head with the flavor, and it's like, yeah, that's that's what you want, whereas, like, subtlety is lost. And so it's like we're kind of conditioned to it all, and it's like an arms race, you know, we, um, we breed our fruit to be more and more sweet and bigger and all this and that. We, we modify our chickens to be bigger. And so it's that kind of weird expectation of these things. I see. And do you think we have, do you think we have too much food? Do you really think we have too much food in America? Not necessarily everywhere else, but do you, do you think we have too much food here? I think it's partly a distribution problem. It's like a, like somebody's doing really poorly at like a game of civilization. <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're not allocating their resources correctly. Like 
what is a huge shame is the amount of um, food waste that happens in America. And then you think in France, it's illegal for supermarkets to throw away their food. They have to donate it. And to think that there's so many hungry people in the world that, you know, especially you know, even your neighbors that have poor access to good quality food, while people just eat maybe half their meal and just throw it in the, you know, the trash. It's, it, it to me is like criminal. And once again, I definitely agree with you on that one. It's, and it also makes me chuckle a little bit because America has, and I know other countries do, of course now, of course, you know, have, have buffets. And I used to love buffets being a kid, but I was just obviously unaware. Um, I don't think buffets are a good thing because it all goes back to, once again, portion, portion control and education. And I just see a different side of the coin. I guess it's the more evil side of the coin that what people look at it. Because you're right. We need to have the love and care of each other to really guide everyone you know, to have, you know, to understand, you know, the health benefits and to make us last, make us live longer. Because that's pretty much what the goal is, not dying. Um, <laughs> you know, just a schmucky part of me comes out and says it has to be some sort of accountability also. Because if you do realize that you look in the mirror and it's not where you want to be, and this is, this is for everybody, not where you want to be, some, some, some self-accountability have to come in and say, hey, look, you know, Okay, I see where this is going, so I need to control that portion. I need to have that discipline, which I think that we're kind of lacking when it comes to the healthy aspect of our society. It is. I mean, in, you know, each, each person is their own single case study. And, you know, what works for one person doesn't work for another. And um, I do think it's like... Re- uh, to go back to um, body acceptance, it's also uh, what we can interpret it as is how you treat yourself. Like, and you know, and that's another way of taking accountability. If you like, if you love yourself that much, do you need to eat a dozen donuts? I feel you're attacking me, Kevin. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> that was a baker's dozen. <laughs> It's, it really is like for example like um like a, a positive way that you can you know affect your friends is thinking about you know what you do together it's like do you go out and like drink till you pass out you're amassing four thousand calories or do you try to like think like okay should we do with that what yeah and once again you definitely hit a nail on the head and during the show i'll be saying you're right a lot because uh, <laughs> for people who haven't seen you, you're in shape. I mean, I mean, you you know, you treat your body like it's a temple. You you do take care of yourself, you know, in the right ways. Um, whereas you know myself, yes, I'm in shape. Yes, I'm healthy. You know, but I don't have the typical you know the typical in shape body. Um, I have abs, but I think they're hidden somewhere. I tried looking them up on Google. I still can't find them, but they're there. Darn it! And. Uh, so, so, so one of the main questions is, you know, what works for one person may not work for another person. And I think there is more of a confusion as far as health-wise. And what I mean by that is, yes, I mean, you may go to the gym. You may do Pilates. You may do yoga. But once again, that works for you. And I believe most people are trying to find the magic pill 
or the magic exercise, you know, to get them to look like the magazine covers or the guy on TV or even the next door neighbor who goes out running five miles a day. And so, I mean, I really think that contributes to the confusion when it comes to health, you know, because there is, there isn't a one best way. Right. And it's, like it's easier on your brain to be like, okay, the rock does it like this way, so I'm gonna be like the rock. But that's the rock, and you know, not many of us are rock-esque. So, so it's about really finding what works for you, and I think really focusing on like, you know, is this how I really want to treat myself? Like, like what kind of you know health condition do I deserve? And you know. The, the interplay between you know force the greater forces and your you know you personal responsibility it's hard to determine you know where one ratio affects the other but you know trying to see what works for you like everybody doesn't need to be like a supermodel but you know being able to you know climb a set of stairs without being winded that would be a pretty good goal mm. Yes, I mean, yeah, definitely one foot in front of the other. And uh, once again, Kevin, I feel you're attacking me. This uh, show's not going to work out between us if you keep on attacking me. I, you know, like I may breathe heavy when I walk up the stairs, but how dare you? <laughs> if you want to leap up the steps, you, if you can show me how to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course, I mean, we, we, are having, we are having fun with this topic. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a pretty serious thing. And I know a good portion of our audience will side with one or the other, or maybe even both, you know, as far as, yes, each person is different. The accountability should be there. Once again, the portion of control should be there. The self-love for yourself should definitely be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, and it's, I'm trying to think of the actual way to, to actually word it without sounding like a moron, like I have already. It's just, um, we, you know, we always try to find like the simple way to lose the weight, you know, whether it be the gym or whether it be, you know, starving ourselves, which is a horrible thing to do, um, or just buying more, f- or just buying different types of food. And of course, the old adage in America is it's easy, and that's this is the key word, it's easy to buy the junk versus spending more cash to buy the healthy stuff. Sure. And and also with any endeavor, it's easy to not do it than to make the habits and have them develop the mindset and lifestyle to attain what you want. But that's why I have so much respect for people that really make it part of their lives, especially for beginners. You know, when I'm in the gym and there are people that are just like, you know, stepping in there for the first time, that takes a lot of guts, you know, because you have to... You know, most gyms are very unwelcoming and, you know, they, they feel they're judged and I think that's wrong because we were all beginners at one time. And then I think there's a maybe a philosophical saying that there's a, be- there's a beauty of being a beginner because you don't know how you'll develop. You can develop in a million ways and that's a journey and that's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. And I think um, that if it's not difficult... It's not really respected. And what I mean by that is, you know, you go into the gym, you take those first steps in the gym. And yes, you do feel that you, you do feel that intimidation. You do feel that fear because in your head, you want to look a certain way. You want to feel a certain way, but then you go in and you get terrified, you know, mm-hmm. and the results are not going to happen overnight. 
And once again, I see as, to me, it's better if it's difficult, you know, than to just being simple because you're not really putting any effort to it. It's happening and that's fine. But if it's difficult and you bust your ass and you work at it, yeah, the results are even sweeter. But I think it's just, I think it's just most, not all, most don't want to do the hard part because they instantly see the results wherever they go, you know, for other people. So my question and my thought is, you know, how do we make the people take those hard first steps and more or less be consistent? Well, it's, I think it's a very individual, individualized thing. Like running, like, yeah, I don't know, um, running a marathon could be incredibly difficult for, for some people versus making a habit of, you know, taking a walk around the neighborhood after dinner can be difficult but just knowing that you know you're worth it that you know that positive self-talk where like i i i set my own challenge down and i met my own goal i think that will carry people forward because then you'll start achieving success and success breeds confidence and so and you know the cycle keeps going and i think what i have to try to develop now especially is to always be good to myself but despite my performance it's like I had boot camp class a day and that was rough and for a teeny bit I was a little sad that I couldn't like you know meet my own expectation but I thought am I treating myself right I, I got up and it was cold outside and you know I felt like people in the class were doing better than me but hey like I did the best I could I put my whole heart into it and I that's you know something to be really proud of for myself so what so like what was your motivation you know to want to you know to, to you know to get your body and mind in the shape and what was it was it really difficult for you to make to make those first steps oh absolutely the very first time I ever lifted like weights I couldn't move my arms any before the next day and to me fitness is important because it's a and, and, you know, of course it appeals to my vanity. I'm not going to pretend not to be that way. But at the same time, it's a discipline. It, it kind of it clears your mind and it puts you in a, in a meditative space because nothing else matters when you're doing your thing. Not, you know, your worries, not your past, not, you know, what's going to happen in the future. You're there. It's in the present moment pushing and exerting your effort and staying focused because... Well, you know, with a lot of fitness things, your mind's got to be in the game. You can't let anything else in. And it's a relief. To me, it's like the cheapest form of therapy. Yes. And, I, you know, I did fitness during my whole life, you know, just, just mainly on and off. And I found it as, as a really good stress reliever. Um, I found it as a very good motivator. If you're having a bad day, a bad relationship, a bad friendship, or just, just a bad day in general... You know, you hop on your treadmill and you go for 45 minutes or you work out with weights, you know, until you can't work out anymore. Um, you know, like the satisfaction and your, and your body feels better and your mind feels more clearer after that. Um, a, small, a small aside, I got into working out by uh, watching professional wrestling, which is, yeah, yeah because back in our day because we're so old uh we would we watch the wrestlers do their thing and look at the shape of their bodies and how they took care of themselves and that's something i looked at i'm like okay i want to be that guy you know and and i'm going to work out and be that guy and once i worked out and put 
and put the effort in the first few weeks murdered me. But after that, I noticed a change in my body and I'm like, okay, I like this. I don't look like Hulk Hogan or Rick Rude or anything, but I'm, you know, getting there and decent and just the consistency part. Um, I mean, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole positive part of it, I mean, it definitely helps your mind. It helps your spirit, you know, whether you hit the weights or whether you just take a walk. Exactly, exactly. It's, you know, find, you know, finding your own challenges and meeting them. And, like, so many things in life are about getting outside your comfort zone and being able to challenge yourself and think, okay, what can I do to explore life? And, you know, through, like, a physicality, you learn about yourself. You learn that, you know, you can do it. If you, if you stay focused and you stay determined, you can, you know, you, you can be surprised about yourself and what you can do. Yeah, it's just all, it's all the matter of just taking that first step. You know, that, mm-hmm. that is the most uh, challenging part for anybody to do. You know, no matter what size you are, no matter how big you are or small you are, it's taking that initial first step. And I commend anybody that can get into the gym or make the effort to take a walk around the block at least. You know, because that shows you actually love and care about yourself to take those first steps. You know, you don't have to be a gym rat to to feel better and, and to start and start being healthy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just like really celebrating your success, you know, no matter what you're doing, as long as you're, you know, making an effort, that is absolutely, you know, commendable. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. And uh, see, you know, you know, see, now we're talking about something positive, and we started off the show joking and being silly. You know, thanks, Kev, just totally messed it up. <laughs> That's right. But uh, right. Um, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say um, sometimes, like, it's fun to be the saboteur. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And also, in a, in a meta way, um, it's so, like, also when you talk to people, it's like, especially when you're debating about things, it is so, I think it's so important to have, like, a positive regard for the other person so it doesn't turn into something ugly. No matter the topic, when you put the focus on the person, it's like, okay, this is another human being that's worthy of dignity and of some respect. If you keep that in your center, you can keep it devolved, like, a, you know, the conversation devolving into a shouting match. Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> because the immediate reaction for most people, no matter what topic you're talking about, whether it be fitness or anything of the sort, is the immediate uh, defense. You know, somebody will get mm-hmm. instantly defensive, you know, thinking you're attacking them, versus you actually showing, you know, care, care about their health, about their body, about you know, about their longevity of their life. Um, so this is one of those topics to where one of us is going to be vilified, you know, because we have a strong opinion about working on the fitness. And of course I'll take the heat for it. I don't mind whatsoever (laughs) because the fact that I do care about people, I do care about people's weight. I do care about people's health. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's disheartening, you know, to hear someone breathing heavy after they walk, it's only for a few feet. You know, or it warms my heart, you know, to see someone walking on a treadmill or, or running down the street or on a bike or just doing something, you know, to, uh, to make themselves feel better. Because in my past shows, I've always made the reference that we're, we're all here for a reason. 
you know, even if you don't believe it, we're here for a reason. This is why we were born. You know, this is why we grow up to be a certain age or do a certain job or have a certain family. You know, we're here for a particular reason. And if you don't really find your way in life, you know, you're just a meat with eyes, just walking around, you know. So I have a particular mission and I hope the other people, you know, share that same sentiment. Of course, I mean, we're not all alike. We're not all the same, but I, but I, I just believe that we all have our particular mission. This is why we're here. Sure, exactly. And that a piece, something I read a little back, a while back, is that um, the, I think, I guess that goes something like, your purpose in life is to find your purpose. It's not that I have a goal. It's just you go look for your purpose and it'll come to you. And, I mean, I know what my purpose is, in my humble opinion. Do you know what yours is? Uh, mm, depends on the person, depends on things. Sometimes it's to be a good customer. Sometimes it is to make, make people laugh. Sometimes it's just to get in the way of progress. <laughs> <laughs> You're always in the way, Kevin. You're always in the way. <laughs> That's right. Again. <laughs> I'm a human roadblock. <laughs> like that G.I. Joe. What good reference? Thank you. Good reference, folks. Millennials, look it up. Damn it, look it up. That's right. Go look up some PSAs. <laughs> so, so to touch on one of your others, so not to not to totally negate what we've been talking about, um, but but to talk about your other show, um, your 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 cereal and beer just coming out. Um, what is a general synopsis uh, of that show? Well, it's. Um... My good friend Jeff and I, um, we talked, we met like over 10 years ago. He lives in Japan, I'm here, we're both Asian Americans, and we're just kind of looking at the world through oh yeah, our perspective and just trying to sort out the, the fun things and the less fun things that happen in the world. Um, for example, we talked a teeny bit about the bank's collapses <laughs> that occurred this week, and we also talked about um, basically, you know, what we ranted about and what we're what we're thankful for, and so it's a uh, it just it's almost like reading somebody's diary of but like collaborative and just being ridiculous. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we definitely need more uh, definitely more laughter and definitely more humor, uh, you know, in, in, in this world. So I, I definitely do appreciate that. I definitely look forward to, to hearing it. <laughs> Yeah, we just, I don't know. Well, I think we need a, a, a for a solid uh, theme song. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm afraid to ask. What, what kind of theme song are you guys thinking about? Uh, I don't know. We both like lo-fi. So, you know, we once tried to hire somebody, but they flaked on us. I'm like, oh, man. It's just... I'm like, oh, do we have to keep stealing like 60 seconds of music? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, de I'm, definitely, I'm definitely disappointed. I mean, you really have any gangster rapper in the Wu-Tang Clan going on to open up. Jeez. Well, you know, we're both West Coast dudes, so, you know, we're all with G-Funk. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, no. That's what I miss. Tell me, man. But, hey, it's like, I'm glad that we're at an age where, like, it's no more, it's no longer East Coast versus West Coast rap. You know, I never really bought into that because I'm like, I'm like, let me get this straight. Both of you guys are successful rappers. 
You're rich beyond your wildest dreams, yet you have a problem with each other? Really? Well, but then again, you know, nothing is nothing is, is interesting without drama. Oh, good so, point. And so, you know, when's the last time you heard a good rap battle? <laughs> <laughs> in a very long time, well, I mean, I mean, there's an epic rap, there's an epic rap battles of human of human history, but no, that's, that's not really taken too seriously. Um, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not you know two people staring each other down an alleyway, making each other from each other's parentage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, look, like I said before, if I had if I had all that money from from rapping, the last thing I do is be mad at somebody. That that that's really just me. I'd be yeah. in. I'd be in my house, you know, eating Rice Krispies. But anyhow, I'm sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> For a good time, you, should, you could uh, you could look up um, positive rap battles where they compliment each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny one. See, this is what we truly need in this world. So this is exactly what we need. <laughs> So, so you know, so 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 as we put a capper uh, on 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 this edition of the Walker AC Experience, um, I want you, like you did last time, to uh, you know, just just to, to say some words, say some kind things, uh, you know, say whatever is on your mind, um, because with the experience, you know, you have been an integral part of the show. I mean, for a very brief period of time that you've been here. And uh, the feedback I've gotten from from you being on here at the very first show has been amazing, and you have a wealth of knowledge, and you look at things, you know, in a more of a positive light than I do when it comes to particular things. So yeah, I definitely need more of that. But uh, what do you have for our listeners? Whatever is on your mind. Okay, thanks. Uh, thank you for this opportunity, and that I. Recently, I watched the Mr. Rogers documentary, and oh, that was such a heartwarming experience, and it was just such a catharsis, and that the philosophy of every person has value simply because they're a human being. I think that needs to be front and center of what we do and how we treat each other, especially ourselves, and that what you go through is valid, how you feel is valid. People shouldn't compare. That's a recipe for, for unhappiness. But what you are doing in life is tough. Nobody has it easy. Whether you're you know completely wealthy or you're flat broke, there's problems everywhere. But knowing that you're worth the struggle, you're worth the effort, you're worth the care, is, is, is how you should treat yourself. You deserve it. And through extension, Recognizing that in other people, I think, will change things. Knowing that they're another person with a whole story, with a whole experience, that potentially they could be another friend that you just haven't met yet. I think it's a healthier way to treat each other and also treat yourselves. You know, treat yourselves with respect because you're worth it. You know, be good to yourselves, be forgiving of yourself. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to feel bad. It's all okay, but you got a choice in how you feel and to be empowered for yourself. Show for yourself, and then you'll show for others so much easier. 
And I really like that. And one question for you is, this is something I pose to my, uh, my listeners, is no matter what you've gone through in life, no matter how much longer you're here for, how do you want to be remembered? You know, so Kevin, you, how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as somebody that had a full life that, you know, was far from perfect, was a deeply flawed person, but tried his best to positively impact the world around him. And that, you know, despite everything around me, that I just wanted to know that I had some sort of positive impact on people and that they remember me positively as, as a person and that I hope that that could influence them to, to go out and make things better for each other in big or small ways. Hmm. And I actually like that. I mean, most, most people should have that. Most people should have that vision. Of course, once again, like you said, you know, we're not all alike, but you know, mo- most people have that vision of you know, like leaving, leaving the world better, you know, like than they found it, kind of kind of way. Um, I would like to be remembered as a good person, not a great person, not a perfect person. Just, just yeah, <laughs> just just a good person. You know, you know, you know, from being heavily flawed. And, you know, making mistakes along the way and everything. So I just want to be remembered as just being a good person. So I truly appreciate, you know, a fellow good person, you know, being on this show. And uh, I would definitely love to have you back or continue to have you back. I don't want to take away from your other show or anything of the sort. But, yeah, I'm going to be stingy and I'm going to ask for your services here and there. So we can talk about more more uh, deep thinking, more silliness, more thought-provoking, things of that nature. So, I mean, would you like to come back to this show? Absolutely. In my brain, I'm going to call this podcast The Mistress. That's dirty all in itself. And uh, I have to cleanse myself now. Thank you, Kevin, for uh, making it nasty. You uh, fruit booty, how dare you? How dare you? The nastiness is the point. <laughs> so so if uh, people want to reach out to you, uh, whether it be on social media or whatnot, um, how would somebody get in contact with you? Okay, so um, leave a message on the Potomatic webpage or on our Facebook pages for Jeff or, or I. Um, just like and subscribe. Those are the best way to um, have a parasocial relationship with me. Of course. I mean, of course, you always reach out to uh, us at Slacking. Majestically01 at yahoo.com, slacking majestically01 at yahoo.com. And of course, you can find us on 22 free apps, whether it be iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, Spotify, Player.fm, Google Podcasts, everything in between. Because once again, without you, there is no us. The Walk Race Experience has been around for four years and counting. Hopefully, we'll be around for another four. And Kevin, I'd like to thank you once again for choosing to be part of this experience, having a good time, sharing some laughs, because once again, you are, you definitely add something to the show and can't wait to have you back again. Thank you. I look forward to the next time. All right. This has been Walker AC Experience. I've been Walker AC. You have been my friends, my family, my loved ones, people who love me, people who hate me and people, everything in between. (laughs) 
because no matter what, you're listening, nanny nanny, boo boo. And uh, yeah, folks, we'll talk to you again next time.